Hi everyone, this is Deb from Dying to be Found. I wanted to take a moment to tell you about our true crime podcast. Every week, I pull in different family members to talk about true crime. We don't always discuss high-profile crimes, though. We leave the format completely open to your interpretation and also cover missing persons, cold cases, and other criminal activities. Starting in Season 2, we're adding bonus episodes and drop-in guests from other podcasts. You can listen to brand new episodes every Thursday and every Wednesday with our new mini-episodes called The Dash. Be sure to tune in wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on social media at Dying to be Found. Talk to you soon, tell your friends, and don't forget to leave a five-star review. Crime Scenes and Cupcakes is a true crime investigative podcast. We discuss cases regarding the assault, murder, sexual assault, or cases involving the abuse or abduction of adults or children. These topics can be very disturbing and a trigger to many individuals, so please listen accordingly. If you or someone you know is struggling or in crisis, help is available. You can text, call, or chat 988. This is available 24-7. It is also available in multiple languages for anyone who needs mental health related or suicide crisis support. It can connect you with trained crisis counselors. Also, if you are in Wichita, there is a local crisis center. Call 316-660-7500. Hey guys, it's Marianne, Doc Mom, Baker, True Crime Podcast Maker, and if you're a regular listener, welcome back. If it's your first time listening, let me introduce you to our podcast. I'm a retired criminologist with 20 years of investigative experience. I retired in 2013 after having a stroke, which uncovered a fatal heart flaw. It's called non-compaction cardiomyopathy. It's a very rare congenital cardiomyopathy. It is a disease of endomyocardial trabeculations that increase in number and prominence. This cardiomyopathy carries a high risk of malignant arrhythmias, thromboembolytic phenomena, and a left ventricular Blah! Dysfunction. This disease has a lot of other really big names, and it carries a lot of associations with a lot of congenital heart defects. And one of the really crazy things about it is it causes a lot of cardiac arrest. Now, this disease can present throughout life, so it can come to you at any point in time. And it has a lot of other really weird phenomena that comes with it. Now, you might ask, didn't you have to undergo physicals for your career choice? And the answer is, yes, I did. I had to go through two really big physicals, actually. Treadmill test, the works. 
And I also love to run. I love to take my dogs for walks, and I'm actually a cadaver dog trainer. Um, I was also, actually, this is a random fact a lot of people actually don't know, I was engaged to a physician for a period of time, prominent one in the medical profession. I had a lot of odd symptoms. I've passed out numerous times. Weird things that we attributed to, quote-unquote, migraines, a lot of odd health problems that people have quoted as weird psychiatric issues, um, migraines, a lot of weird stuff. And it was constantly misdiagnosed. So the biggest thing I can talk to my listeners about is if you feel weird, especially as a woman, because women's symptoms are constantly talked to about as our cycles or lots of random other health issues. And we are constantly underrepresented. We are constantly poo-pooed, especially by men in the medical field, no matter how close or not close we are to them. Stand up for yourselves, stand up for others, and keep pushing because mine led to a fatal flaw. So don't take no for an answer if you feel like something is not right with your body. My condition is rare, very rare, and it's often a misdiagnosed condition, so I roll with it. Because that's what happened in my case. It was misdiagnosed. And now my life has been upended. I now have a defibrillator, a pacemaker, and a microchip. Everybody knows where I am, my doctors and everything, all the time. My entire way of life has changed. I will never forget when I visited the cardiologist after going through the emergency room and all of that. And this amazing cardiologist sat me down and they wanted to sit down with me after everything. And he sat me down and he was incredible. And he told me when he talked to me about what I had, and he told me that my life was going to change forever. And boy, did it. But I fought it at first. I fought this diagnosis and I went to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, because I was in denial. It had to be something else. I was too young to have something like this. I fought it. But everybody agreed I had non-compaction cardiomyopathy, and I had it in the worst way. Had my children screened, and it turns out one of my children also have this genetic problem. But they are armed with the knowledge of what they need to do to proactively live with this and what they can continue to do to be as healthy as they can and to keep it from progressing to the stage of what I have. But this isn't a podcast about a healthcare journey. This is a true crime podcast. When I found out I had a literal ticking clock in me. Now, I went through a depression. Soul searching, you know, kind of how that goes. And I just kind of want to get over. People seem to be having a lot of problem with the name of my podcast crime scenes and cupcakes. But cupcakes were always there for me. They were my life and a comfort. 
Now, when I went through my career, I mean, you saw a lot of bad shit. And I was not a good mom. I was, I tried to be a good mom when I was around, but I wasn't around the most. I mean, I had a very demanding job. And I would make cupcakes as a way to feel like a good mom because I was lacking and I wasn't there for my kids a lot. So sometimes I would make cupcakes that made me feel like a Martha Stewart mother. And then as I got older, when I was dealing with difficult things, I would play with recipes and I found comfort in my baking. The joy and the smell and giving them out to your loved ones and neighbors and coworkers, it just makes you feel warm inside. It makes you feel like the world is a little bit better. I don't look at cupcakes as cute and fun and that kind of, I look at them as home and warmth. And so that's what made me feel good. Now I will admit, my cupcakes have alcohol in them. So they're a little boozy and because everything's got to have a little kick. And I just, I felt like I was doing something good with them. I could no longer do the one job I felt like I could do something good at. I went to cupcakes because that was the only other thing that I felt like I could do anything that was worth a damn. And that turned into a business. So I have a cupcake business. So that crime scenes is what I get and what I understand. And I understand cupcakes. That's what I understand. And the skull and the bones and stuff on the cupcakes. Why well, do cadaver dogs and anthropology? That's what those are. Not trying to be cheesy, cute, or funny, but that's the world of understanding of what I know. So I'm not trying to downgrade victims. It's not trying to anything. And so I really hope for those of you new here that you get to know me a little bit. And I, families are my number one of why we're here and why we do this. And I just hope that helps you a little bit. And again, if anybody has a better recommendation as you get to understand me and my podcast and we come up with a better name or a better logo, I am always all ears and I would welcome any suggestions. Now, as my mortality is ever creeping up on me and my bucket list has literally been tapping on my door, Item number one has always been, who killed my friend and my neighbor, Krista Martin? Now, this isn't anything new. This has been, since 1989, something myself and my brother have always speculated, worked on together. I mean, I've talked to my children about it, and this has always been in my head. And if you're new here, please go back. We have several episodes covering her case. There was a news coverage recently on her case on her birthday on March 20th by KWCH. Sean Logging did an awesome job. And there will be more episodes until we get answers. So please check them out. And somebody random talks about how I do this. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this because every time I looked for Krista, there was never anything there. And people deserve to be remembered, damn it. People deserve, when their lives have been lost, they deserve to have somebody memorialize them, somebody remember them, and somebody look for the answers for them because they aren't here to look for them themselves. And I waited. I sat in the background, tapping my foot, chewing my nails, and waiting for somebody, for the Wichita Police Department to do updates 
I sat quietly and I waited because I don't want to cause a commotion. I don't want to cause a problem, but gosh, darn it. It's been long enough. So it's time for somebody to kick up some dust. Now we started this podcast first before, because of Krista. Now, however, since we started it, we have had more friends and families of loved ones in Kansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Texas, who are looking for answers in their loved ones' unsolved cases as well. And we want to help them. And we have had the help of sites like Uncover.com. And if you are a true crime sleuther, if you want to research cold cases, Uncover.com, go check it out. They help so much. They're the first ones who put Krista Martin's case on the map. Now, we investigate and we do more. We don't just talk and just share a poster. We investigate, research, reach out to law enforcement and other agencies trying to find the answers. We put out FOIAs. We dig. Also, we keep these cases in the media because, as I said, no one should ever be forgotten like today's case. Now, the Wichita Police Department have been, because this is a recent case. Today's case, again, is from Wichita, Kansas. Now, I do a lot of them from the Wichita area because that's where I'm at. But we go everywhere. Fasica Tadell was in Missouri, and we have spent a lot of time with that case as well. And we will be returning to that case as, again, if you're new here, go check out that case. Now, if you're not familiar with Wichita, Wichita is often called the air capital. It's called the air capital because of the growth of the aircraft industry here, and it began during the inter-air wars. Wichita has been the leading producer of general aviation and commercial aircraft. McConnell Air Force Base was activated in 1951 and has remained an important factor in the community. Wichita has long been known as the center of entrepreneurship. You've heard of Coke and all of that. Freddy's, hello, Spangles, all that craziness. But a lot of people, when you say you're from Wichita, the first thing you hear about is Dennis Rader, or as he likes to be referred to as BTK. But we don't like giving him that because that's the name he wants. And of course, anytime I talk about a cold case, the first thing I always hear is, well, did you check if it's a possible that BTK did it? Let me tell you first off, that's always one of the first things we check. We go through timelines, we go through all of that, and it's the first thing law enforcement always looks at in all those older cold cases. So let me tell you, that's always a box everybody checks first. Now, today we're going to be discussing, so there's no way BTK did it. Today, we're going to be discussing the tragic murder of Laramie Miller. He was the father of one from Wichita, Kansas. Well, he's actually from Winfield, Kansas, but he died in Wichita, Kansas. He was born on October 3rd, 1984 in Winfield, Kansas. He was the son of Dudley Miller and Marianne Blackburn. He returned to Winfield well, they returned to Winfield, where Laramie attended Winfield High School. Laramie married Andrea Jacobs on September 12, 2008. They had a daughter, but no matter how much you both love your child, that doesn't always save a marriage. 
So no matter how hard they worked together, they just couldn't make it work. So they ended up getting a divorce. Laramie, he worked around the area as a roofer and also worked in the oil fields and just tried to find his way. And as he was trying to save money and do what he could, he started cutting his own hair. And then he started cutting the hair of his friends. And he found out he really enjoyed cutting people's hair. I mean, how lucky is that to find your passion for something? And I love it when I find a guy who really enjoys doing something like that. So he started attending barber school and he loved doing that. He loved the work of cutting hair and coming in contact with people and the therapy that it provides people while you're cutting their hair. You get to talk to them. You get to really engage with them. On the side of that, he also, he enjoyed fishing and bowling and coyote hunting. He was the typical Kansas guy outside and doing that kind of stuff and then listening to his music but he also was very introspective because he liked drawing now as I said he had his daughter and he also had a sister who lived in Wichita and he had a brother that was in Kansas City and you could tell looking back at social media posts and stuff his family cared about him very very much Laramie's Facebook was full of pictures of his loved ones and pictures of his daughter. There is one picture where Laramie is sound asleep next to his daughter. And that just says so much. And, you know, our love for our family and trying to be our best selves, we just do the best we can in life. We may not always make the right decisions. We all screw up. I don't think there is a single one of us that can say we always make the best choices. And if any of you out there can say that you have never screwed up once in your life and you've always done everything well, well, you're an amazing person. And please DM me your secrets to life because I haven't figured it out yet, and I have lived a long damn time. Unfortunately, Laramie's choices led him to the 7100 block of Shade Lane. On March 11th, 2020, so over in the Spring Ridge Village Apartments on southeast of Central and Ridge, and about that time, Captain Wendell Nicholson said someone called 911, and it was about 5.40 a.m., and somebody reported hearing a single gunshot. And they looked outside and they saw a man lying on the ground. Now this is per Cape News. So the officers arrive on the scene and that's when they found 35-year-old Laramie Miller in the parking lot. He'd suffered a gunshot wound to his upper body and died at a local hospital. Now Laramie's family was left devastated by this senseless act of violence, gun violence. Now we have had a lot of gun violence in Wichita, Kansas recently. And in fact, one of the really crazy crimes that have been going on in Wichita a lot too 
is gun thefts. A lot of people have been leaving their guns in their cars and leaving their vehicles um, unattended. And a lot of people have been having their guns stolen. So we've had an outbreak of gun violence. Now, investigators immediately, they did begin working on the case. And you would see drones flying through the area as they were trying to get video. And they asked eyewitnesses and any areas if they had any video, any videos on their phone. And they were trying to piece together just any type of leads. And they still have been asking for any type of leads. Now, despite their best efforts, the case still remains unsolved. Investigators are still requesting the community's assistance. And this is where you guys come in. If you have any information regarding Laramie Miller's case, no matter how small, it could be the missing piece that helps solve it. Now, of course, as I said, we did. And I have seen the social media post. I have seen the speculation in the comments. And I know the Wichita Police Department has seen your comments too. I know the Wichita Police Department has seen your speculations. And I know they've seen your comments. If they haven't already talked to you, I'm sure they want to. Because it sounds like maybe you have some information. I know you know who you are. I know you know what I'm talking about. If you have some information for the Wichita Police Department, I'm sure they would like to know if you haven't already shared it. If you have shared it, thank you very much for sharing that information. Again, we always share any type of information we see or do with the Wichita Police Department or any of the police departments that are looking for any additional information. So everything that we do find, anything we look for on these investigations, we are completely completely transparent with any of the investigative agencies because it is always all about solving these cases. So please, if you have any information, call the Wichita Police Department Investigations at 316-268-4407. Alternatively, you can call the See Something, Say Something hotline at 316 316- 519-2282 if you wish to remain anonymous. You can call Crime Stoppers at 316-267-2111. We must come together as a community to bring justice for Laramie Miller and his family. In times like these, we need to come together as a community, not only to bring justice for Laramie Miller and his family, but to bring justice all the families of all these unsolved cases. Let's all do our part in helping the authorities solve this case and the many others, and hopefully prevent tragedies like this from happening in the future. Now, I wanna bring up one other case. I don't know if you guys follow Kansas Missing and Unsolved. It's another, they have a podcast, they have a YouTube channel, um, I don't remember both of the gentlemen's names. I know one is Ricky. He is out of Salina. They are both two 
incredible individuals. They do a great job in trying to bring focus on a lot of the unsolved cases in this area, a lot of the missing cases. Um, Ricky, I believe his name is, does an amazing job creating these posters. I follow them diligently. I listen to them. They are so enlightening and they do such a great job for the families and the victims. But one of the posters that they did here recently um, from Iola, Kansas, Dennis Lushbaugh Jr. Dennis Lushbaugh Jr. went missing from Iola, Kansas on August 13th of 2017. Dennis was camping with his girlfriend off of Ford Road near the Neoshell River outside of Chinook, Kansas. They had an argument. Dennis left in his van. The van was found almost two weeks later abandoned approximately five miles from where they were camping in a field on Arizona Road close to Neoshaw County and Allen County line on the Allen County side. At the time of his disappearance, Dennis was 44 years old. He would now be 47. He is between 5'6 and 5'8 and weighs between 180 to 200 pounds. He has dark brown hair and blue eyes. Dennis has surgical scars on both shoulders and a tattoo on his right shoulder blade. He had a surgically, he had a plate surgically implanted on his back. And I'm going to share this poster, but why I thought this was prevalent is, as you, we have been following, there has been a body found in Allen County. And I know the family has been looking for closure on this case. And we also know it was found close to where Dennis went missing. We have been waiting for authorities to identify the remains. And I know family has been waiting. And I know there has been uh, Kansas Missing and Unsolved just recently covered this case again. So please go give that podcast a listen. Ricky, I believe, again, I'm pretty sure that's his name, did a great job in covering it. So I really want to promote that. I want you guys to go give them a listen. Check out their YouTube channel. I really think this is important. I think they do a great job in covering the missing cases. I don't cover a lot of those. My primary area of expertise, um, I cover those more in... I deal with more of the homicide type of area, so I really want to encourage people to go and give them a lesson. I really appreciate all of you guys who have been so supportive of me lately. Our numbers have really grown, and I I cannot thank Sean Logging with KWCH in their support of Krista's case lately. It has just been amazing, and I'm hoping it will bring answers in somebody's conscience. We'll get to them because you know somebody has answers in her case. Somebody has answers in Laramie Miller's case. Somebody out there has answers and the key to each and every one of these cases. Why they are holding on to them after all of these years. And even the not-so-long-ago cases, you can provide answers. You can do so anonymously. 
technology has grown by leaps and bounds anymore. You don't have to give yourself away. You can just provide some sort of solace to family, to loved ones. You can help so much. You have got to see the pain that everybody is going through. And the thing is, if somebody commits a crime, the odds of them hurting anybody else is astronomical. You can protect yourself, your loved ones, and others by just providing a shred of information. So I'm hoping that's all these podcasts are for. That is all these YouTube videos are for. That's all of that is for. Is we just want you to understand that we all we want you to do is share something to the authorities so that they can provide answers to these cases. And we can take them off the books and we can tell our loved ones, okay, we got this. You hold the answer by providing one small tip. You could possibly change someone's world. A color of a shirt, a time of day. You think that one small piece, a lighter, that one little piece that you think is insignificant could change the entire world. The flap of a butterfly's wing can cause a tsunami. You could change somebody's entire life with one little shred of information given anonymously. Whatever you're holding on to, it cannot be worth someone's life. I want to thank you guys for listening. Remember, you can find Crime Scene and Cupcakes on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, you name it, we're there. Also, any of our proceeds that we acquire, but through our sponsorship, is going to fund a missing billboard for all of the missing persons that we do mention that you will find on the Wichita Unsolved Cases, that you will find on Central County Unsolved Cases. We are working to fund that, so all of our funding, which is minuscule, but we are working towards that. So that is where our funding goes to. Thank you guys so much for listening. And remember to check out, we will have links to the Wichita Unsolved Cases, Central County Unsolved Cases, we work with Garden City, Kansas Unsolved Cases, just any of the links we can find for any of the unsolved cases throughout Kansas City. Everywhere else, we always provide the links on any of our social media whenever we find them. So please look forward to it. Please share any of the unsolved cases as many times as you can, any of the unsolved posters, because that's how they get solved, is people remembering, thinking about them. It's not just listening to them. People have to see them. It, they need to be refreshed in people's memory because that's how they remember them. They see something, they say something, but they have to remember them first. So thank you so much for listening. We out.